The following is a hoop ball presentation. My name is Lawrence Brooks, and you're listening to the Hoopball Mavericks podcast. Ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for my betting tips. I always get asked, who you got, Lakers or Clippers, Brady or Mahomes? And I'll tell you what I tell them. Where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. That's why I tell people to bet with my bookie. My bookie rep is rock solid, and they've got the best odds, contests, and promotions in the business. They're the only place I trust to handle my NBA-related bets. The one sportsbook guaranteed to give me the best lines for the national championship game, Tuesday night games, Thursday night NBA games, and everything in between. And you know me, I don't give my stamp of approval easily. To earn it, you've got to be the best at what you do. And my sport, and my book is the best sports book out there, period. It's simple. Sign, sign up in a promo code HoopBall and get your deposit match way halfway up to 1000 bucks. Head over to my bookie if you want to add a little excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Bet with the best. Bet with my bookie. Again, thank you guys for joining me. This is the Dallas Mavericks Podcast. I am your host, Lawrence Brooks. And we're back on a really good note. And the, the first thing I want to say is, great win for Dallas. It, it couldn't have went any better. I mean, they obviously could have won by more and Porzingis could have played. But ultimately, playing against the number one team in the West, they were geared up for this game. They wanted to come out and prove a point. And when you're playing against the best, you always have a chip on your shoulder and there's a certain barometer that you want to test and see if see where your team is at. And again, Porzingis didn't play, so they were still a little behind the eight ball in terms of their chances to win. But they came out in this game and showed exactly what they're capable of. And I was I was just proud to see them get a win against such a such a formidable opponent. The Utah Jazz are number one in the West. They're sit they sit at thirty eight and twelve. And the last time Dallas played them they were still trying to gather their footing from from the COVID fiasco with everyone being out. And so when they played them, they got beat pretty good. They didn't lead at all. And it was just very clear who the superior team was. So for them to flip the script in this game and come out the way they did, you can tell they kind of had this game, not necessarily circled on the calendar, but they were prepared for this game like, not many games I've seen from them this season. They were extremely dialed in defensively. Um, offensively is, is what it is what it was, and we'll talk about that in a second. But that's the first thing that stood out to me is just how active and engaged they were defensively. And I tweeted out watching the game. It was just the activity defensively was just different for this game. It had a playoff. It had a playoff feel to it. But again, I'm sure with Dallas sitting where they are. Now with that win, they're on a five-game winning streak. They're 28-21, and 21, sitting at seventh in the West. They're two games back from the sixth place, uh, Trailblazers. And all of these wins that are above them, uh, against teams that are placed above them in the standings, are huge. And there's no time to nitpick at wins here and there. They just have to pick them up. And currently, like I said, they're on a five-game win streak. And overall, they're 19 of 26 out of their last... They've won 19 of their last 26 games. They've been one of the best teams in the West, and they've proven that, you know, if healthy, who knows where this team would be. Because like I said at the beginning of the season, I had them as, as a possible four seed um, if, in fact, they were, you know, healthy and able to play and not having so much 
fluctuation within the roster from as much as we've already discussed and well documented. But nonetheless, they're here now and they're playing really well. They're actually winning these games. They, during this five-game winning streak, they're, average, they're averaging double-digit win totals. I mean, double-digit double win margin because, I mean, obviously they played the Knicks. They played the Wizards over the weekend. They played the Celtics. Celtics didn't give them much of a game. And then, obviously, they had Utah last night. And so they're winning games pretty well. And then they, had, they also had the Thunder last week. So, obviously, they've had a little bit of a softer schedule. But there's a couple of teams in there, like Boston, although they're reeling, they still are a very talented team. And then, obviously, we know Utah being the number one team in the West. That speaks for itself. So it was good to see these guys come out and play the way they did. So now, the things that stood out in this in this win, the shooting. The shooting is the first thing that jumps out at you because Dallas, although they've been a much, much better three-point shooting team this year or since they finally got themselves together, especially in the last 15 games or so, even more notably if you want to date back to the All-Star, to the All-Star break, they've been shooting the ball fairly well. And so in this game, they shot 46.9% from three. And that's just, that's incredible. And it's kind of weird because you have a team like Dallas who doesn't shoot the three as, as well as some other teams. But you have the Utah Jazz who is a top three three-point shooting team in the NBA. And they actually, they can actually make threes at a at a huge rate. And so for them to slow this team down and obviously with the Jazz, they I mean they average 17 three-pointers per game made and they rank second shooting almost 40% from 3. So for them to only make 12 threes last night and then Dallas makes 23 of them, I mean, you don't want to say the the cliche, the old cliche of it's a make or miss league, but that really is how things went. And Dallas, I mean, they took about a 7-0 lead um a seven, yeah they were up about about seven before it was even four minutes into the game and then they just took off from there and never really trailed never really looked back they were engaged defensively and they were able to get this win and so the one of the things that stood out is which the way a lot of teams is going to play are going to play dallas is they're going to put you know somebody a rim protector a, a big that maybe not isn't as mobile Put him on Dorian Finney-Smith and make make Dorian Finney-Smith shoot the ball, and you know he is one of their one of their you know three point shooters that aren't as good. So obviously that's something that as a game plan you're going to implement, and if it works, I don't know if Utah is, feels discouraged at all. They might give it a little more respect because obviously he made his shots. And in a game like that, you go into a rolling the dice saying, hey, we're going to make Dorian Finney-Smith a shooter and take our and, you know, and live with our, our chances there. Just so happens he was hot, hot tonight or this night, which was last night, and it paid off for, for Dallas in a big way. He had his season high 23 points. He was 5 of 12 from 3. And it was just a great night for him. It was a great night for the team. And sometimes it goes that way. Sometimes the game plan is busted. And you just have to live with it because it's still what I'm sure many teams will do to Dallas because of Luka's ability to get in the lane, because of Porzingis' um, ability to score in the, in the paint as well. Teams are going to sag off of Dorian Finney-Smith 
make him prove he can be a shooter and and live with the results. And last night the results went really well for for Dallas and I was happy to see that because this is a team who wanted to come in and shoot the ball at a really good rate and they've had their issues. They've been up and down. They've been inconsistent in that manner, but they've been much more improved. A lot of that has to go to Porzingis. I mean, has to go to Luka who has really picked up his three-point shooting since the All-Star break and that has helped out the team overall in their three-point attempts. So it was it was a really good it was a really good game and really good opportunity to see. But they also on the defensive end, I mean Utah is one of the highest scoring teams in the NBA. They average about 117 points. They're, I think they're number three in scoring, and for them to hold them to 103 points, that's just a great job. And some of that has to just go with them having an off night. Of course, um, they had some looks that just didn't fall that I'm sure they would love to have back. I'm sure they would make them the second time around, but they didn't fall. But that still doesn't negate the idea that Dallas was just active defensively. They were rolling on the the dives to the basket by Gobert and still able to rotate out to shooters, notably Maxi Kleba um, and and Nicola Nicola Melli. They both were rotating out the shooters. I mean, getting out actively, making a conscious effort to get a hand up on guys and trying to make these guys take tough shots. Donovan Mitchell came down. He missed a few. The only guy that really got it going was Michael Conley. And even with him just getting going by himself, he's not their primary scoring option. So if anytime you have a team who's who's has a hot guy that isn't your primary scorer or isn't one of your primary scorers, it's, it's a win for the opposing team because you'd rather him get going than any of their other players. So... So, yeah, so the second part of that is defensively, Dallas was engaged unlike I've seen in many of the games that they've played this year. And it was really encouraging because maybe they understand, you know, now with the season dialing down as it is and we're getting so close to the nitty gritty, as we say, I think that they understand that they have to defend and shots have to be made and they were just locked in. It was just one of those games where they were locked in. Uh, Luca ended up the game with 31 points, nine assists, eight rebounds, leading them again as he's done all year. And for him, my thing with Luca is he's such a dynamic talent that when he has it going, it's just a certain level of confidence that that they have in any game that they're playing because they feel like they're in any ball game anyway, having him at the helm. So the way he was making shots in this game. I mean, step back threes, tough shots in the lane. Um, although he did have, an, you know, he was having issues finishing over Rudy Gobert, much like anyone. But still, he was six of eleven from three, and at one point he made three in a row, and it was just demoralizing for for a team like Utah, who came in, you know, as one of the highest scoring teams and just could not find the basket. So it was good to see. One of the things that I like about what's happening or development they have right now. It's Tim Hardaway and Jalen Brunson coming off the bench. And it's been happening for a few games, but what it has done, it is kind of, especially when Porzingis is there, you can kind of live with Porzingis and and Luka generating much of the offense. And then you have two guys that come off the bench because at, before that, they were struggling with bench scoring. They really could not get, get any um, rhythm going on the offensive end from the bench. But Tim Hardaway Jr. came in this game. He was 3 of 7 from 3, 
6 of 13 from the field. He had 16 points. Then you have Jalen Brunson, who's been fantastic all year, and he was 4 of 7 from 3. He had 20 points in this game to go along with 3 assists. And so when you have that type of production coming off the bench, it's going to bode well, especially when you have a guy like Jordan Clarkson on the opposing bench who's one of the top bench scorers in the NBA and is probably the front runner for six men of the year. And so I like that wrinkle that that Rick Carlisle has thrown in there, and that's been working really well for them. Niccolo Melli and Maxi Kleba did not score a point in this game, which is extremely strange considering they're starters and they both played over 30 minutes. That can't happen often, nor will it. Nor will you have Melly in these games often as a starter when Porzingis is there, so hopefully he's back soon. But again, when you're shooting the ball like they did, it covers up any and everything that could or, or would happen. It's, gonna, it's, it's just the great equalizer. And so you can't stress enough how well they shot the ball in this game and they got a win, which was a good thing for them because they've been shooting the ball well overall from the perimeter. So I love that. Obviously, they beat New York over the weekend, which was a game, you know, they held them under 90 points. I mean, held them under 100 points. That's extremely tough to do. It's just hard to, to it's just hard to hold teams, especially in today's game where it's so much pace and space and three point shooting to hold a team uh, and a team like the New York Knicks, who is a quality scoring team under 100 points is something to be noted. Obviously, the Wizards aren't great. But then they beat them by double digits, and I just think it's just a matter of the fact that they're just a much better team than the Wizards. The Wizards aren't going anywhere this year. They're looking to get a top draft pick. So they handled business over the weekend, and it was good to see. And overall, with this five-game win streak, it's just good to see the it's good to see where the Mavericks are when it's really time to start winning games late in the year. When you're jockeying for position, you're trying to solidify a playoff berth, and you have everyone back. I mean, hopefully Porzingis is back here soon. He's been in and out of the lineup here and there, but they've done a good job managing the roster as they've all come back from COVID, and they're all managing a few injuries here and there. Most notably, uh, Luca and Porzingis both having issues here and there, having to sit games. They're trying to load manage these guys. Um, it was good. It's good to see those guys still able to get wins. And anytime you can go on a win streak. You have to do it in the West because it's so tough to get wins anyway. And then also, a lot has been made of J- Jason, R- or excuse me, Josh Richardson, who has been in a little bit of a slump, and he busted out of that slump in this game in a major way. Having five, he went five of five from the three point line. He was six for nine overall, and he had 17 points to go along with two assists and five rebounds. When he's scoring in double digits, the Mavs win majority of those games. And so he's another secret weapon, maybe not necessarily a secret weapon, but a secret sauce to their success is when he is playing well on the offensive end and he scores over double-digit points. I don't have the numbers in front of me of how many wins they have when he's scoring in double digits, but when he does, the Mavs are winning many of those games. And they need his ability on the offensive end because it just helps open up so many other things in their offense. It obviously gives him confidence to keep going. And if you can get more starters playing really well on the offensive end, that just helps everyone out. So it was good to see him really have a bounce back performance and get a win in this and help help them get a win in this game. And hopefully he can keep this keep this up moving forward because they will need it. Um obviously Trey Burke didn't play. 
probably not needed. They only had about an eight-man rotation. And that might, I mean, and obviously with Porzingis being back, that's about nine people. They're probably, they will probably be the guys that will play majority of the minutes the rest of the way. Um, so especially when you have these big games like this where you're playing against a team that is in front of you, a team that is as, as formidable as the Utah Jazz, there's just not a lot of wiggle room to play other guys that maybe aren't performing as well or you just aren't relying upon on a nightly basis. So it was good to see great win all around. And this is a game that I'm sure Dallas wanted to win. Even in this post-game press conference, Dorian Finney-Smith talked about how he was kind of eyeing this game because he didn't like his, how he played the last time they played these guys. And he really wanted to come out and have a big game. And I'm sure teams will play him like this moving forward um, in the playoffs. And if he can make shots, that's going to help a lot. I don't think it's going to stop teams from playing that type of coverage. But at the same time, you have to you have to respect the fact that he's making shots if, in fact, he continues to do so, especially when they're wide open. He has to be able to knock down a few just to make the defense honor his presence. So that's it. They play the Houston Rockets tomorrow, which is another very winnable game against a team that's going nowhere fast. And the and the Mavericks just need to come out and handle business point blank. Can't play with this team because they have enough scoring to actually pull off a win any given night, any NBA team can lose, but this this win streak should should blossom to six. Playing against the Houston Rockets, this is a this is a nice pocket of games for them to kind of find themselves, get some easy wins under their belt, and continue to move up the standing. So I mean, I was very encouraged by what I saw last night. I know it was a very hot night from the th- from the three point line. That's not the norm, but at the same time, if you can get those games. Get them going. And like I said, the Dallas Mavericks have been shooting well overall since the All-Star break. They haven't really been a bad three-point shooting team, much like they were to start the year. So, great overall win. They play Houston tomorrow. And hopefully that's another win that they can get in the books. And hopefully we get Porzingis back. So, that's all I have for this game. That's kind of my wrap-up for the games from over the weekend. Didn't really need to touch on those too much. Those games were won handedly. But last night is something to definitely celebrate and can be a good confidence booster for them moving forward, although they were already on a win streak. But when you beat a team of that caliber, that just brings on another level of of confidence that sometimes can just give you a launch pad into the rest of the season. So hopefully it is. So we shall see. Um, Again, thanks for subscribing. Please subscribe to the podcast. Thanks for listening. You can download and stream the podcast on all streaming platforms. Again, follow me on Twitter at LBSetIt. And at Hootball Mavs as we live tweet, talk about these games, and continue to follow this team throughout the rest of the regular season. Talk to you guys soon. Have a good day. Go Mavs. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.